You're listening to the Honeypot Chats, a podcast about cybersecurity with your hosts, Brenda and Tambi. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Honeypot Chats. Um, thank you for the feedback, the support. We are so happy and grateful for your support. Today, we have another interview. And uh, with us today, we have Heba Farat. So... Who is Heba and um, how did she find herself in cybersecurity? Thank you. Thank you for hosting me. Uh, my name is Heba Farhat. I'm Egyptian. Uh, I was, um, I'm working in the cybersecurity field for uh, four years now. I started my career in cybersecurity in 2016. That was uh, directly after my graduation. Uh, actually, after my graduation, when I started working, I didn't like the job I was working in. So I started like uh, searching for another field. And... This is when my journey in cybersecurity started. I heard about the cybersecurity field and how this field is really interesting and how we are making an impact in people's lives, we are protecting people. As cheesy as the idea may sound, but it attracted me. I love the idea of protecting people, protecting businesses. So that was the trigger that made me love the cybersecurity. But at that point, I did know nothing about cybersecurity. So where did I learn about cybersecurity? I had a scholarship in a place called the ITI. It's here in Egypt. It's a very good place. It was a nine-month internship or, sorry, scholarship where we learned about cybersecurity. And that was the trigger. And after that, I started working in the cybersecurity field. Awesome. Thanks for that. Um, Help us understand, what is a red team consultant? Okay, I work in SISIVMIA. SISIV is a consultancy firm related to cybersecurity and it is like based in the United States of America, but I work in the Egyptian branch here in Egypt. They have many themes that are related to cybersecurity, but my one is red theme, where we are concerned about the offensive part, where we like simulate the, ha- the hackers, but the ethical ones. So what do we do at work? We mainly help uh, organizations to know the vulnerabilities and the flows in their systems and applications. And not only that, we help them to redeem these vulnerabilities. And at the end of the day, they come out with secure applications and secure systems to the customers at the end. That sounds very cool. You <laughs> <laughs> like a superhero. <laughs> okay, now you have a number of um, certificates, uh, namely Certified Red Team Professional. You also have the Certified Red Teamer Expert um, and the Offensive Security Certified Professional. Um, how are these applicable to your work? How do you use them in your day-to-day you know, um, um, activities at work? As may it sound, our activity or our work is really uh, so hard. There are many vulnerabilities that almost discovered every day because there are new technologies. And since there is new technology, there must be new flows in its design and in the software itself or in the system. So we should be up to date with whatever coming out into the market. So to do that, we should always be studying, (laughs) always like uh, uh, sharpen our skills and be ready for the new challenges we are facing. So uh, we can do that by many means. One of them is certifications. That's why I'm really keen to uh, like take many certifications because uh, I love the idea that we take like um, some topics in an organized way and there is practical part. So I feel that they like adjust my mindset. So that's why I'm very keen to take certifications, uh, especially the good ones. Uh, I'm, I'm not concerned with taking many certifications, but I'm picky when I start a certificate because I want to, take the certificate that really has a uh, good knowledge in it, not just because it has a cool name or it is famous in the market. No, this is not the type of certifications I go for. So uh, the CRTE and the CRTP, uh, they were from Pentester Academy. 
uh, they were really good. They were um, discussing topics that I was had nothing information about it before starting in that. It was mainly related to the Active Directory and Active Directory attacks. And as long as uh, and um, and they also had some tips and tricks related to the red teaming activities and how we stay silent in the network and all that. So these certificates were really were really interesting for me. So that's why I chose them. The offensive security I took it earlier before the, the Pentester Academy for it. They were uh, focusing on the network penetration testing for it. Uh, the three of them were really useful. They helped me a lot in the work. They, they helped me understand things well. And uh, besides that, and this is the most important, to get my hands dirty in that, so that when I, I go that <laughs> in the real environment, uh, I can perform that attacks and discover the vulnerabilities just like the attacker is going to do. Okay, awesome. Um, can you briefly describe a little bit more for um, the listeners who don't know what a red team person is? Is it uh, a developer? Is it a hacker? What What does a person that's working in a red team actually do? Actually, this is a very good question because people working in the red team nowadays in the industry, they are coming from various backgrounds. Some of them are developers and I believe this is the best part or this is our the, the top uh, red teamers in the field. Because being a developer, because before joining the cybersecurity field will, will make you have a great age that is not like comparable to other ages as well. So uh, being a developer is something awesome because it helps you know the flows in the code. So when you are doing the penetration testing to the application itself, you're going to know how a developer can be mistaken in that part. So okay. you're going to have like the mindset of the developer itself and you're also the attacker. So you're going to be like two in one. <laughs> so it's going to be the cool part. So uh, I love it when developers join the cybersecurity field. Some of them are not cyber, are, are not developers uh, like me. I wasn't a developer before starting, but however, I learned programming at the university and at ITI and self-study. But we are coming from various backgrounds and there are people in the field who were uh, gamers and they wanted to hack the game to win. So that's how <laughs> <laughs> they learned about cybersecurity and reverse engineering and all that stuff. So looking into the field, there are people with various backgrounds and uh, I believe that makes the field interesting because whenever you start uh, asking someone, how did you start uh, working in cybersecurity and what is your background, you'll be amazed at the answers. Everyone is coming from a totally different background, but the, the passion, it is the thing that uh, like grabs their attention. They love the, the idea of cybersecurity and hacking, what you are going to do in an ethical way, as if you are a thief, but in a good way. So it's like two in one again. <laughs> so uh, it's a very interesting field, actually. I love it a lot. Oh, awesome. Thank you for that. When we were, so we, we did a little bit of stalking, obviously, before this. Um, oh. what is, <laughs> and we found that you're involved in a lot of Capture the Flag. Um, so what is Capture the Flag and how do you drive a participation rate with your current activities with regards to Capture the Flag? Capture the Flag competition or CTF, it's a cybersecurity competition which aims to like help learners about cybersecurity to learn about cybersecurity, but in a gamified way. So you learn about cybersecurity yet as if you are playing and there's a challenge and there's a flag at the end, you should get that flag. But to get that flag, you need to do something that is related to the cybersecurity. So all those people love uh, capture the flag because they are love gaming. Who doesn't like game? So it's an interesting thing. And uh, for me, I love the CTFs that is uh, realistic that simulates uh, the real life vulnerabilities not uh, that is like two-way game no i love i like it to be more realistic because at the end of the day it's an interesting way to learn about cybersecurity. but at the end we want to use that knowledge in work 
So I love it when it is realistic and help you understand the topic that later on you're going to use it at work. This is the type of CTFs I, uh, I love the most. Uh, when I first started uh, in the cybersecurity field uh, in 2017, because uh, I joined the scholarship at the end of the year in 2016. So in 2017, that was the first ever CTF I played in. Uh, and actually, in my country, Egypt, uh, I was in a team of girls, me and my friend, Hanum Ibrahim. We were the only two girls in the CTF. So we found, we found the organizers coming to us during playing and they were saying, oh, you're girls. We said, yes, <laughs> we are girls. <laughs> What's wrong with you? So we're saying, this is the first time you see girls here. Where do you come from? What do you do? <laughs> so you're pioneers. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they took a photo of us and they put it on their fan, their, on their fan page on their fan page and they said this is the first time we see girls in a capture <laughs> like competition oh. in Egypt and uh, that was the first CTF we played and uh, at that one our rank wasn't good at all we were like the 11th or 12th that wasn't a good rank at all but later on when we played several CTFs our rank uh, get higher but later on, when I was like uh, involved more in the work and getting promoted at work, uh, actually the rate of playing CTFs a little bit decreased. But I started doing another thing. For example, last year I organized a CTF. So as if uh, I was in the player seat and then moving on to a driver's seat. Uh, so I was like working on organizing a CTF so that other people play as well and have the same journey as I had and learn about server security as well. Oh, that's amazing. That's really, really cool. Um, something interesting. Um, that we would like to find out from you. Okay. What has your journey been like teaching children cybersecurity? <laughs> <laughs> well, that part was the most interesting one. Um, I started doing that uh, three years ago and I did it for like one year. It was uh, multiple sessions and training for, uh, for some kids. And actually it was a beautiful experience because I was amazed that kids can understand about cybersecurity. Of course, we were introducing simple concepts to them in a gamified way as well, so that they like find it interesting because at the end, they are kids, they want to play. So we were teaching kids uh, in an interesting way. Uh, various topics were covered to them, uh, internet security, how to stay safe online. Another thing was uh, teaching kids how to do ethical hacking. But in oh. like, uh, yeah, it, that was with, with ITI, uh, the Juniors Academy. Uh, we were teaching ki uh, kids uh, course web penetration and testing. We like um, teaches them the basic concept of how to be an ethical hacker and how to do the penetration testing. And actually, uh, I felt that this part was really important because we are giving them the power. Now you can hack, but how are you going to use it for the good or the bad? Because I believe that everyone should have the right to choose. And as a kid, you also should have the right to choose. So you have the power and you decide how you want to use it. That was mainly about the kids. Uh, I teach kids like three times or four times, and I enjoyed that a lot. I would love to do this uh, a lot more in the future. Hopefully after Corona, because you know, when yeah. you teach kids online, it's not the best experience. Yeah. We were doing that before Corona. We did it like three or four times. That wasn't only me. I had a team working with me. So uh, I would love after Corona, that face-to-face, we again go and teach kids about cybersecurity. Because I believe that kids nowadays, these are professionals later on. Yeah. So what about teaching them about cybersecurity from like the, the young age so that when they grow up, they already have the mindset of the security in their mind. So that's going to be very interesting. That's pretty cool. Okay. So obviously Corona happened and, you know, there's working from home and stuff like that. But can you just walk us through a typical day um, at work? What do you do? 
Okay, um, our days are not like repeated. There are days that are different. Okay. So I'm going to pick a sample from some days and uh, walk you through it. There are some days when we have a call with a client. They are telling us what they have. For example, they are having a network that has X and Y and Z. And they're having applications that they have X and Y and Z. And they want to tell us, we want to uh, like introduce server security to our network. So what can we do? Or to our environment, what can we do? So we start like telling them, uh, which uh, asset has a higher priority, you should start to do a penetration testing for that. And then later on, if you have budget and if you have time, you can do for that. So we help them like uh, prioritize the, the assets and the, the things that, that they should work on first, and then what can be done later on. This can happen. And another thing is we have calls with the clients helping them to redeem vulnerabilities that we discovered earlier in our penetration testing activities because we are not only helping uh, organizations by uh, just finding the, the vulnerabilities. No, we are helping them to redeem them as well. So uh, there are always calls with the, with the developers. How can I close it? Uh, I did that. Is that enough or I should do more? Uh, will that really mitigate the finding or attackers going <laughs> to attack me again? <laughs> so uh, there are calls like this. Uh, and my typical uh, assignment, this is the repeated part every day, where I'm having a network or having an application, whether it's a web application or mobile application, whatever, we do the penetration testing for various things, and we discover the vulnerabilities and the flow. And this is really interesting because the applications has different business and mm -hmm. has different like objectives. So when you hack it, it's really interesting. You look at the application and you look interesting. How can an attacker accuse you? I try to do anything that is not supposed to be done. Anything. Okay. So uh, I love breaking into things. So <laughs> my job. <laughs> but you do it in a safe way, right? Yeah. <laughs> We're the good guys. <laughs> Next minute, people will be calling him and saying, we, we need to hire you for some services. <laughs> yeah, actually, there are people are approaching me for like, unethical uh, actions, <laughs> I tell them, no, this is not me, I cannot do that. Just ethical things. <laughs> I don't want to get arrested. <laughs> yeah, that, that's good. Um, Hiba, so, you know, you, you've described what you do, um, you know, being on a red team, which is obviously, I'm, I'm very sure anyone listening right now believes that's really, really cool. And um, so, you know, are there any words of wisdom or advice you'd want to give to anyone that wants to follow in your, in your footsteps or anyone that wants to work towards joining a red team or may just want a career in cybersecurity? Okay, uh, I would say that red team may sound interesting and it is like the catchy part uh, whenever you go to a conference or anything. However, there are other interesting domains in cybersecurity as well. And we need good candidates and talents in all domains in cybersecurity. So before deciding which domain you want to work in, have a look and discover all the domains in cybersecurity before you decide which one you want to pursue. This is the first thing. The second thing, cybersecurity field, when you look at the professionals working in the field, you, you'll find that most of them are coming from different backgrounds. Most of them have a really different story. How did they start? What is that going to tell you? Is that things are flexible. You can have a completely different story. So don't like... Um, be afraid to start because you don't know about cybersecurity or because you are coming from a completely different field or career. It's totally fine. As long as you find it interesting and you have the passion to learn about cybersecurity, start learning about it without any fears because the field is really, really, really interesting. And you'll find working there uh, 
having really an impact and value. Awesome. This is my opinion. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. So we're going to go to the fun questions now to get to know you a little bit oh, more personal. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your hidden talent? Oh, my hidden talent. Mm. Uh, but this is not technical. It's uh, <laughs> uh, sometimes I feel what people want to say uh, before they even say it. So uh, my friends love that. <laughs> and okay. they tell me, oh, how did you do that? How did you know that? You to do that? <laughs> That's a good one to have. That's a good one to have. <laughs> so what was the last thing you Googled before we started this interview? Mm, that's a good question. Actually, next month uh, in Egypt, we are having many vacations. So uh, my mom was telling me that uh, let's go on a vacation. So I was searching about the cool places to travel <laughs> to. <laughs> and the safest one because there's Krona. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I want to go like a place where there's a sea because there's an open air and we can stay just by the sea. So it's going to be safe. Yeah. So uh, I'm planning on a vacation. <laughs> wow, awesome. Awesome. <laughs> cool. Um, which book did you read that changed your life the most? Um, actually, when it comes to reading, uh, I mostly read the technical uh, topics. So uh, when it comes to non-technical topics, I watch movies because I'm a visual person. I love okay. to see. So uh, can I tell you about the yeah. movie I love the most? Okay, oh, yes. okay, the movie I love the most is called uh, The Peaceful Warrior. Uh, it's about um, a young man who have it all. He had every single life that any man would love to have yet he wasn't happy at the end and throughout the movies they were talking about that being happy does not mean that you have like uh, the coolest car mm. all them all that materialistic stuff mm. it's coming instead it's, it's it's something coming from here how you have like a peace with yourself and you are happy with things that maybe people won't clap their hands when they know about it or when they see it however deep inside you you're really happy for having it so that actually changed my mindset because, uh, you know, nowadays people on the social media, they clap for things like achievements, uh, certificates. And there are many other things in life that are really more important, but people won't clap their hands for it. So I start give, giving time to things that people won't clap their hands for. And they, won't, and they won't even know about that I did it any day. So I removed the idea of people and achievements and uh, uh, the certifications, all that from my head. Instead, I really focused about things that really matter. Because um, we live the life once and we want to mean it uh, meaningful. So uh, let's get rid of all things, materialistic stuff and uh, just running to get uh, money and uh, travel where and post a photo. People at the end of the day, they are not really happy and enjoying what they are doing. They're just like showing off and getting likes and people, oh, wow, you're doing that. <laughs> but are they really happy from deep inside them? No. So I didn't want to be that character. So I'm focusing most about things that uh, people will know that I did it. So I silently do things then yeah. <laughs> and try to do good things in the community. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's really that's nice. That, that is really nice. Very, yeah. very inspiring. Oh, well. Thank you. Um, if you could meet any living person for dinner, who would you pick and why? Okay, any living person? Um, actually, that would be my brother because uh, he has been traveling for three years. And he's coming uh, uh, back uh, after like two or three weeks. So I can't wait to see him. So oh, that would be uh, he's nice. the one I'm going to invite him over for a dinner. Oh. <laughs> have uh, <laughs> a deep, deep talk because we are very close. And uh, not seeing him for a long, long time, uh, so bad for me. So I can't yeah. wait to see him. Oh, that's a good answer. <laughs> <laughs>
So, Hiba, we've come to the end of our interview. Thank you. Thank you very much. I think um, we've enjoyed getting to know you. Um, we do intend to do future projects together. We might call you up if we need people to hack, you know, <laughs> you know, do us a favor here and there. Um, but thank you so much for shedding some light and actually just, just telling us a little bit more about yourself. Tambi, do you want to add anything? Um, I think you've said it all. Um, thank you so much. Learned so much about you, first yeah. of all. Um, and about what you do yeah. and the love you have for your brother. That's just amazing. I think <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed that conversation a lot. I, I love that we were talking together and discussing. This is one of the best uh, I have ever uh, been to. Uh, oh, looking, looking forward to working again with you and having yeah. projects together. And if yeah. you did, uh, if you wanted ethical hacking, feel free to reach out. <laughs> <laughs> we will. <laughs> <laughs> We will. Thank you so much. Hi, most welcome. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to the Honeypot Chats with Brenda and Tambi. Join us next time 